0: Welcome in ESPN, 97.7. Terry Waldrop with you here on a Friday, the 28th day of April, the day after the first round of the NFL Draft. Some NBA stuff got over last night, some series. Now we're getting into the second round, which should be pretty interesting. Jamie Foxx with me today. As always, John Tabor running the machine. He is the ghost of the machine, if you will. Tabor, what's happening this morning? What's up, folks? Yeah. I thought you were asleep there for a moment, asleep he, at the wheel.
1: He has every right to be, because I bet he was up late last night. Uh, no, Taves, what stra- would you think of the Saints draft? Not too bad. What would you think of the Saints draft?
2: Personally, I'd say about a C, C-plus. About a 75%. Yeah.
1: Uh, because they didn't go with the pass rusher at 14? Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of people held I, that opinion. I was really, Defense is overrated. I was really hoping maybe Barnett or possibly yeah. Jonathan Allen in the middle at 11. But I get it. You know, the you had a cornerback that was pretty consensus graded top eight a- ten, mm-hmm. if not higher. I just, you know, can't you know, it, well his hamstring hold up. with The talents there, though. So, and I kind of like the offensive tackle at the end of the first round. I mean, he apparently he fell from a fifteen to twenty grade down to thirty two, and eventually you're going to have to shore up the line with, you know, they're fairly young, but you, you got hunger in the middle at thirty-three, and then Streif is the one, I think thirty-one. So you kind of replenished the offensive line, and really got a chance to make some hay tonight, though, with with three picks the next two rounds.
0: Any uh, any surprises overall in the draft for you, Tabor?
2: No, uh, Chicago. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, you could you could have just waited. I don't think he was going to. Uh, Trubisky was going to San Fran at 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 two, but instead he. You know- here, here, here's here's four free picks that we don't need. Uh, I scratch my head.
0: Hmm. What about your uh, Cleveland Browns? How, how's that the dubious honor? You make the NFL. That's the great news. Bad news is it's with the Browns. Is that uh, like an asterisk?
1: They, by the they, they, they can't
2: do anything but improve, and they certainly. I thought Cleveland had a great night last
1: night. Yeah, I did too. I think they did well. Cleveland I think and they... in San
2: Francisco, man, they hit a grand slam. You know how John Lynch is sitting there laughing, laughing, and laughing right now
0: interesting stuff with the draft and how it translates uh, into success and how quickly it translates into success because in this league you better win you better win in a hurry let me ask you this guys and Jamie uh, we're brought to you as you well know by Dr. David Weber Northburner Animal Hospital simply the best pet care you're gonna get go see him on US 165 North in Monroe 318-345-4545 you can reach out to us your thoughts your ideas the hotline, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, 888-993-7762. Trip 8, 993-7762. You know, we talk about all this draft, and it was a it was a pretty limited quarterback draft, I think is a is a good way to put this one. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, to me, and, and I'm not an NFL guy per se, but uh, I look at his body of work and what he's done against the elite people, and I look at his character and uh, his wonderleg score because wonderleg scores matter if you're a quarterback folks if you're a punter yeah not so much if you're a quarterback and probably the center and the middle linebacker those things matter and uh, i think he was like 28 on that which is 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 reasonably high um we'll we'll talk about the yeah. wonderleg but i want to go in this direction okay if i look at the nfl right now and to win a super bowl or to contend for a super bowl True or false statement, Jamie Fox? You have to have an All-Pro quarterback. True. Name I me mean, the last quarterback that was not an All-Pro quarterback that won a Super Bowl or contended for one. Uh, people malign Andy Dalton all the time. Uh, Andy Lalt, all Dalton is a middle to upper. You know, if we were grading quarterbacks, Andy Dalton is a solid B, B minus. I mean, he's not. Nobody's going to mistake him for Tom Brady or some of the other elite quarterbacks, but I can name, what, eight, nine teams right now in April 28th that have no chance to be considered Super Bowl contenders. They don't have quarterbacks.
1: And I'm not sure, you know, and I I got to watch the draft last night with uh, Sean Williams, you know, and he, boy, he had it going on. I mean, all sorts of things. uh, It was, was, uh, he had a podcast after the game, and he was, Kind of shared the same sentiment we did, but John and, and myself did it. we here's the thing, Terry. If you're talking about the quarterbacks in this draft, every one of them from a body work standpoint, true Trubisky, one year, one year, uh, as a starter. Uh Kaiser, without question. You know, even his own coach says he should have been cut come back. Mahomes, early entry, can of an arm, footwork questionable, mechanics questionable. Um but a hell of a talent. Uh, Watson, yeah, but played in a spread, may translate very well. We don't know. He went. So, uh, and I think, uh, you know, I could see the Saints at 42 going with uh, Webb from California or possibly Josh Dobbs or somebody. You talk about a lit guy. This yeah. guy's a Navy, I mean, smart. Um, so, it's just such a, with the quarterback, I've never seen a year, number one, where so many came out uh, Brad Kaya, he scored the highest of all of them, of 34. Right, went to Miami, uh, but then his arm strength is questioned. So, I mean, there's, there's, and, and then when you start talking about off the quarterback spot, uh, you're talking about every player you saw, and I, because uh, well, Sean and I were yelling, go for Jonathan Allen. You know, he's there, whatever, or, or Barnett. Uh, well, Allen's got arthritis; has two shoulders that, you know, if you want to believe the. The medical reports may be degenerating, may have arthritis in it. So there was a lot of question marks on all of these guys, uh, even the ones the Saints did put, injury issues. Well, you go down the list, everybody's got injury issues. So it's just a very, you it's know. It's a crapshoot. It is a very much a It is a, crap a
0: calculated, shoot.
1: leveraged crapshoot. And I think everybody, uh, everyone will, if you had, if you went to the effort of putting together a mock draft, uh, then – most everyone was blown to smithereens with that uh, Trubisky being picked. Nobody saw that coming, and even the pundits are saying that's a D. I mean, you know, the Bears are reaching way beyond. <laughs> if you're the uh, Bears, but we'll
0: see. I mean, if you're the Bears, here I'll tell you this:
1: Watch him be a watch be you know, a like, ten time
0: All Pro. I'm gonna tell you though. why I like the pick. I'm gonna tell you why I like the pick, and I'm gonna go against the pundits because uh, people for centuries, if not longer than that, hey, uh, you want to be successful? Figure out what the masses are doing and do something different and so if the Bears really believe that that guy is your franchise quarterback what's the difference in taking him where they did and then trying to get him four spots later if that's your guy and now all of a sudden he knows he is their guy you don't think he is uh emboldened by that and and he is going to defer to that team and, and do everything he can do I got no problem with the Bears taking it if that's who you believe in because you know what you and I and the fans and all the pundits we don't have to live with that guy he doesn't determine whether or not we have a job or not, and so if that if you're the Chicago Bears and that's who you think turns your franchise because you have to have a franchise quarterback in the NFL. Let's go through these ones real quick, and here's my point, uh, Jamie. I think you're going to agree with this one. Uh, look, there are people that have no chance. Look look at the look at the East in the in the AFC. You got the Patriots, Dolphins, Bills, and Jets. You got Tom Brady. You got Tannehill. And you could, you could put the quarterbacks for Buffalo and the Jets on a milk carton. Tyrod Taylor, yeah. Yeah, thank you. So, literally, if you're Tom Brady in the East Division of the of the AFC, your hardest competition is Tannehill for Miami. And if you're Tannehill, you're going, hey, I'm second behind Tom Brady. That's a pretty good stat. Look at the AFC North. Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland. you got two really good quarterbacks in Flacco and in uh, Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger. And then you got Andy Dalton, who is as solid as, you know, you put him in the East; he's right behind Tom Brady, and so he's a pedestrian guy, but he's solid. You look at the AFC South with Houston, Tennessee, Indianapolis, Jacksonville; you got some pretty good quarterbacks in that. Uh, with with Tennessee with uh, Mariota, you got Indianapolis with Andrew Luck, you got Jacksonville with Bortles, who I think is going to be a pretty good player,
1: right? Well, you know, right now I think that you know the, the if you want to believe the pundits, I mean. Jacksonville's kind of starting to get a little – I mean, they're looking for more production out of him. But, again, that's why they took Fournette. They're trying to – some helps. Take low. Yeah, sure it does. So, I think a lot of this, to be honest with you, I think it's all a matter of the tools, uh, the you know, the players you put around them. Yeah, look
0: at the AFC West. you got Kansas City, Oakland, the Broncos, and the Chargers.
1: Okay, Alex Smith. Yeah,
0: Alex Smith. Uh, the guy – Carr had a pretty good year last year. So, Carr. You, by, by point, you go to the Cowboys with Dak Prescott, the Giants with Eli Manning, the Redskins, the Eagles – you know the Packers and the Lions; they have legitimate quarterbacks. The Vikings and the Bears, eh, we'll see. The Falcons have one of the best in the business. Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston can win. The Saints uh, on the tail end of Drew Brees. Carolina with Cam- is that the best quarterback league in the in the in the nation? The NFC South
3: with Atlanta, Ryan, Tampa Cam Bay,
0: Newton. New Orleans, Carolina. Uh, you got elite quarterbacks everywhere, and I threw Jameis win- or, excuse me uh, Cam Newton into the elite category because he's closer to elite than not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you got to look at, at all three of those. I mean, with the exception of Breeze and, and probably Ryan, I mean, you're talking about young. These guys aren't even – I don't even know if if uh, Newton and uh, and Winston are 25, 26 years old yet. And, you know, that's the, – the, the ceiling is so high for those two guys as far as – I mean, I, I think uh, while you were talking about that, I kept going, why the, why the run on quarterbacks when, you know, there were so many question marks? Well, you, you brought up – you know, think about Carson Palmer. In, in arizona i mean look at breeze i mean the, the problem is the elite quarterbacks in this league manning other things like that they're most of them are over 35 years old and that's a position and, you could play it being older yeah but that's it where is. the
0: offensive line becomes key i mean if you're if you're a Saints fan which I, I like the Saints i'm a bigger Cowboys fan than i am Saints fan the Saints are my second favorite team if i'm looking about trying to uh get a little bit more mileage out of drew Breeze, you don't think that offensive line is uh Pretty important. Well, I think
1: he was the happiest person in New Orleans yesterday with the pick of Ramsick at, at yep. 32. Exactly. And, exactly uh, my point. Yeah, and I think they saw that. And But I do think uh, this, t- to me, this is, if you really, if you miss the draft, this is probably going to be day two. There were so many, uh, there were a number of projections that were going to go first round Cam Robinson here locally. Uh, look for him. To, I think he's going to go in the top five or six in this t- uh, tonight. Uh, but, again, the Saints, uh, Peyton loves this part of the draft because he's, they've got, of course, three picks uh, coming up in the second and third. And I think you're going to see them, you know, make a move at some point to make to get a quarterback. It could be at 42. And you've still got Nathan Peterman out there from Pittsburgh. You've got Brad Kaya from Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Davis Webb from California. Uh, and a lot of people have that coming on so you know if if you were shocked with yesterday's picks by the Saints just wait till tonight uh, because I could see them you know going for quarterback at 42 is this since you don't get McCaffrey goes how do you uh, play checkmate with Carolina with um, with McCaffrey you pick Joe Mixon that's how you go checkmate with uh, from somebody from that slot position as far as versatility Uh so I, th- I think that's a possibility. I, I, I would love it. But then again, you keep hearing defense, defense. How are we going to – well, I'm telling you, when I saw some names that are still available on the defensive side of the ball in this draft, it's pretty amazing. And uh, I, obviously, Sean Payton feels that much way. But, but to your point, Terry, here's the thing. Uh, you know, Sean and I were talking about this last night. You know, we can talk about this all we want. And we don't, you know, but, you know, we're not getting paid. When we start making their kind of money, then, you know, our opinions will matter just a little bit more. But uh, these guys, uh, if you think it's important, their livelihoods are riding on this. And so Ryan Ramchick at 32 and Marshawn Lattimore at 11, uh, that's who they thought. I mean, from all indications, Lattimore um, was the top, you know, a a top four or five, you know, uh, rated player in this draft. The thing about that, think about this is this guy missed 21 games his freshman and sophomore year, though, uh, with hamstring. Had to have surgery to have his hamstrings uh, fixed, but uh, didn't miss any uh, play uh, games his senior year. So, we, we again,
0: had, we had a little success with a guy that's uh, had some surgeries that a lot of people passed on, including one, Nicholas Saban, down in New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, Drew Breesley worked out pretty well. It sure did. Um and Saban said, I'd still be in the NFL yeah. if that guy had come out. Good stuff, Jamie. Well, you're listening to ESPN 97.7, the segment sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support a worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. We come back. We're going to our, our friend in, James DeMeo, who is one of the leading sport and entertainment security specialists in the world, if you will. And we're going to talk about security, duty of care, security, and the things that go behind the scenes into making your stadium experience both memorable and also safe. You're listening to ESP, and we'll be back in a minute. Whoa!
3: Louisiana, do you want a great deal? Talk to Jim Taylor. He can make it real in a Ford.
4: Spring is here, and so are the great deals at Jim Taylor in Ruston. Save $12,000 off MSRP on a 2017 Expedition. Save 10000 off MSRP on a 2016 F-150. A 2017 Mustang for only $20,987. And save $11,000 off MSRP on a 2016 Super Duty. If this tag is on your car, you know you got a great deal and great service at Jim Taylor Ford Lincoln in Ruston.
3: Off MSRP includes all factory and JTF discounts, price plus TTNL talk and notary fees, stock number 17017-16470, 17029-16482. Must finance through Ford Credit with approved credit to qualify. What
0: I want to tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital, specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals and should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Sterlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the sage.
3: Get mom the gift that every day will tell her how much she's appreciated and loved from National Jewelry. Select the popular stackable mom's rings or the mom's ring with the children's birthstones, but be sure to order early. Jazz up her current rings with new settings by Simon G or enhance her diamond earrings with new jackets for mom on her day and for years to come. It's National Jewelry, your diamond and engagement ring store. Reynolds Drive, Ruston. A home is your comfort, your shelter. It's a place where you grow and become. I always wanted that for us. A backyard to play in. A front porch to call ours. A home we could be proud of. Because of Washita Valley Federal Credit Union, we were able to have it.
1: Washita Valley Federal Credit
3: Union. Making good things happen. Good morning. Here's the weather conditions for our area. Part of the cloudy, warm, and humid today with a high of 86 degrees. Mostly cloudy
0: skies, 20% chance of rain on tonight or low 74. Mostly cloudy and windy with a 50% chance of rain on
4: tomorrow and a high of 87 degrees. We're living on the
3: edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun, especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in
0: ESPN 97.7. Terry Walt Waldrop. I forgot my name, Jenny. Well, I mean, that's hap- that, that
1: onset of dementia. It is the first sign. a little bit there, Terry, but um,
0: I have an iced tea. I mean, that's like as strong as I typically
1: drink. Maybe I need to start the hard stuff. Um, no, I don't recommend Mountain that. Du- Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. Mountain yeah. Dew. <laughs> Listen, I got people I know that live off that stuff. Um, so yeah, who knows? Craziness. Well, hey, do uh, the this, do, yeah. This
0: segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous Louisiana based attorney specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the guy for you. Don't delay. Call him today, 318 342 1411. We're going to jump to the Washtenaw uh, Valley Federal Credit Union hotline, the newsmaker line, if you will, introducing something new here. And, uh, my friend James DeMayo, been on the show a couple times. Uh, James, one of the leading sport and entertainment security consultants, uh, certainly in uh, in the country. You've uh, become a good friend of mine. James, welcome in, man. Glad
5: you're here. Absolutely, Terry. Good morning. How's your morning going? Wow.
0: Yeah, it, it is great. It's a little overcast out here in Louisiana and, uh, you know, like it pretty much is every day except during the summer. Well,
1: that doesn't stop James from uh, scoping sites out for safety and... Uh, Tell you what, if uh, you've never heard James before, uh, sit down and relax and uh, drink that second cup of coffee, because I promise you, he's going to enlighten you.
0: Okay, you know, I kind of will go in this direction, and I'm uh, James, I'll tell you what, why don't we start with this. Why don't you give just a little bit of your background, so we might have some people that have not heard you before, and kind of give some context to what we're talking about.
5: Absolutely, Terry. Again, thanks for the uh, terrific opportunity to to have a timely discussion about uh, event security here in the United States. My name is James A. DeMeo. I am the founder, president, and CEO of Unified Sports and Entertainment Security Consulting. I'm based in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, 26 years in the security industry. I, I earned a master's degree from Adelphi University, Garden City, New York, in sport management. And for the past few years, Terry, I've been really trying to make an impact in, in a space that's getting uh, garnering a lot of attention, not only here in the U.S., uh, but throughout the world in terms of what we can do collectively uh, to make events safe, secure, uh, keep the fans safe and just uh, do what we can in terms of duty of care uh, in, in, in regard to our responsibilities uh, within the event uh, security vertical.
0: Well, you know it, it's it's such a fascinating topic. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I wish we didn't have to talk about those topics. Uh, you know, you and I shared off the air before. I remember when I was athletic director, the first time I really had to think about stuff like that was was after nine eleven, James and. You know, we had teams kind of going all over the country, and you had to have protocols in place in case something bad happened. Because if you remember, everything was grounded. You couldn't, uh, and there were team there were soccer teams, there were uh, lacrosse teams. Football hadn't started yet, but you had t- volleyball teams collegiately across the country. All of a sudden, they get grounded. They can't get back. So it really started me thinking about that security angle of it. And some of the things you've written or simply absolutely fascinating to me. I want to go with this one uh, to start with and and get you to give me a definition and and sort of explain it. You wrote an article here uh, maybe about a week or so ago and I I thought it was really intriguing. Duty of care meets thought leadership. Kind of break that down for us in in terms of of what you're talking about and how maybe people listening to this could help apply that to their situation.
5: Well, it's a terrific uh, question, Terry. And certainly, you know, anytime you attend any type of a sporting event at any stadium, venue, or arena in the United States. The folks that are entrusted with uh, properly screening you to get into that venue. Uh, everyone working within that space has uh, the legal threshold, which is known as duty of care. And one of the things that I've really prided myself on, uh, not only as a security leader but a thought leader, trying to uh, view security from multiple angles. It's kind of an holistic approach uh, in terms of all the challenges we're seeing. So. Certainly, uh, you know, from the price of that ticket, uh, the level of training for the folks that, that greet you and, and, you know, show you where your seats are. In times of crisis, Terry, they have an entrusted duty of care to make sure that, obviously, they know how to, you know, their level of training is to is the highest standards possible, but they, they have to know how to lead you to safety. They need to effectively work with law enforcement, uh, security managers, directors, everyone that works inside that stadium venue arena. Uh, to obviously uh, do things uh, in the interest of public safety that certainly don't create any type of uh, panic or mayhem, but but things that are orderly, things that are pre-planned, and you know sharing that knowledge is key. So the thought leadership part for me is connecting with folks like you. It's a tremendous opportunity to get this message out to an even larger audience, but but certainly being proactive, uh, Terry, in terms of uh, you know event staff training. Um, utilizing the research that we're seeing on a daily basis and implementing that knowledge uh, to those folks that that greet and meet you at the stadiums that they know what to do uh, in terms of any type of active shooter, workplace violence situation, any type of chemical agent that could possibly or potentially be uh, dispersed from a drone uh, in that space, certainly dealing with intoxicated patrons. Uh, The threat of terrorism certainly is concerning, whether it's international, domestic, or Uh, which I consider uh, greatly concerning, is the uh, Lone Wolf terrorist, which is extremely unpredictable. So we're seeing uh, certainly uh, in all verticals, some are harder targets than others. Um, I think professional sports, Terry, does a great job. And, you know, it's a timely discussion because just yesterday, obviously, in Philadelphia, they had the NFL draft with, and they anticipated over 200,000 people uh, attending kind of like a a mini-mega event, if you will. So certainly all the preparations along Ben Franklin Parkway and the coordinations of efforts with the DHS, FBI, the JTTF, uh, that's the Joint Terrorism Task Force, the local law enforcement, you look at that scenario, and thankfully all, all indications are things went well. But certainly the NFL's brand and Roger Goodell and all the major, you know, tremendous work they're doing, the last thing they want to have, obviously, is any type of adverse situation within that space. So that's, you know, obviously at the highest level possible, and we look, certainly at mid-sized venues and the resources they may or may not have. But uh, terrific question, duty of care applies to us all, and ultimately at the end of the day we have to do everything we can uh, in terms of our responsibilities to uh, not only the fans, but certainly the performers, the athletes, everyone that considers that place their workplace, if you will, uh, to make mm-hmm. that event uh, safe and enjoyable.
0: When we go into uh, the the highest level, which is the NFL, the, the NBA, the, the elite level professional franchises, without giving any trade secrets out, could you kind of give us? And I know you were helped open the Barclays Center in uh, in Brooklyn. Could you give us some ideas of the multiple levels of security that are integrated into trying to make this? Uh, you know, for example, uh, you know the NFL draft last night. Talk to us about the different levels that they have. Uh, in technology, things of that nature, in ensuring that again, no trade secrets out there. But to me, that is absolutely fascinating. And the best news you can hear is nothing happened, or then again, something might have happened and they might have taken care of it, and we're just not going to find out about that. Walk us through a couple. Uh, James DeMeo, uh... joining us, uh, some scenarios like that. I mean, the the levels of security. Well,
5: certainly, uh, you know, in that kind of space, it's the highest level of training. You know possible you could imagine but i think the coordination of efforts between all those uh, key stakeholders i think it's key terry from again uh, you know dhs down to uh, somebody who's doing an ingress uh, in terms of that person he or she James, having that situation. I, I didn't mean to cut was, you
0: off let me ask you this does dhs do they have a point person i mean does every one of those agencies have a point person and they sort of meet as a committee because uh, there's got to be overlap in hierarchy and in structure correct
5: Yes, there is, and there is a command, you know, structure that is followed. But certainly, you know, the NFL has those connections, uh, you know, with those resources on the federal level. And I think uh, it's a great question. I think those communications are timely, they're important, and it's real important, obviously, to speak the same language in terms of what everybody is responsible for doing, you know, again, uh, at that particular event. So it's certainly a, a lot of resources. But we also have to look at the fact that, you know, that message is, is getting out there via social media, which I think is you know very, very important, right? We want to make sure the fans know what to expect, um, you know what their responsibilities are, what they can obviously bring into the stadium, what's not allowed. But we also have to be mindful that other people that maybe be maybe somewhat unscrupulous may be looking you know at those media messages and studying them for all the wrong reasons, obviously, to try to you know create a negative message in the space. So we have to be mindful of what we share. Uh, the training and the knowledge is obviously, uh, you know, something that, that should be consistent and done on a daily basis. But we have to be mindful. Again, we live in a very conflicted world, so we have to just do everything we can to, you know, share that information within the space. And as you mentioned, there may have been some incidents that, that were thwarted. you know, obviously, things that uh, the, the risk mitigation side of it, which is always a good thing. And unfortunately, you know, we don't really have these in-depth discussions unless something really, really bad happens. So that's that's really my mindset as a thought leader is to try to change that mindset from one that's more reactionary in nature to one that's more proactive in nature.
1: James, let's take a a little bit, if you don't mind, just a little bit of international outlook on some of this. Uh, We're very familiar with uh, some of the attacks, uh, terrorism attacks in France and so forth and and other areas. Uh, Of course, we've had some domestic as well. Uh, Some of those here in the States tend to be, as you indicated, lone wolf situations. Give us an indication. What do you think Uh, the American view of security versus, say, the European?
5: Well, certainly I think at the federal level, I think we do a really good job. I mean, you know, we never want to let our guard down. And as I've spoken about, obviously, in the past, that guard at the the Paris uh, soccer stadium had never worked that particular venue uh, on that day. But thankfully, you know, he brought his A game. And I always talk about all of us bringing our A-plus games uh, to every stadium, venue, and arena. Uh, in the United States. So I look at it kind of like from a three-pronged approach, and, and one of the things that I pride myself on is, number one, obviously, the, the proactive, uh, you know, risk mitigation event staff training, which I think is very, very important. Uh, number two would be the integration of technology, and that would include responsible social media monitoring, kind of, you know, um, understanding what what's being posted online and using that information um, to, again, best mitigate any type of risk. And certainly, number three, would be uh, threat and vulnerability assessments. How important is it to get out to those stadiums and ask those stadium ownership groups, you know, tell us what keeps you up at night. You know, walk us through, you know, regular game day operations and, and, you know, let the experts in the field share our knowledge with you because we may be seeing something that you may not see because you're busy running 250 to 300 events a year. Uh, So again, you know, our work continues and, and certainly the challenges not only in the U.S. but throughout the world continue on a daily basis
0: talking with James DeMeo, sport and entertainment security consultant and as uh, expert as we've ever met. James, I guess the last question I have for you, and I, d- I definitely want to get you back on next week because as we get closer to high school football games, to, to other events that, that have a large population, and certainly the security is not that at a high school or a college game, that it is an NFL game or, or something of that nature because you have a lesser degree of trained uh you know actors participating in that but is the biggest challenge no matter where you're at large groups of people in densely populated areas and, and trying to to egress those uh situations in case of uh, a large uh, not necessarily casual event but some sort of event that makes people have to leave in a hurry
5: absolutely i, I couldn't have said it any better I, I call it confined space protection but you know as you eloquently just said uh, it's Large groups of people in densely populated areas. Uh, so the ability to screen people effectively and efficiently and safely as well uh, into an ingress point. Again, you mentioned I opened the Barclays Center uh, with AEG, and just imagine you know having 18,000 people trying to get into a Brooklyn Nets basketball game, but you know having mass transit hubs. So having folks that are trained in the uh, you know the metal detectors and and the screening measures, but also you know having uh, the command center. Uh, Terry, looking out to see if there's any potential uh, choke, choke points or bottlenecks uh, that could possibly be uh, an area where a terrorist could strike or a lone wolf could strike in that scenario. So the other side of it, too, is you know, uh, if, if you're serving alcohol, and I talk about this a lot, but people have been drinking for two or three hours and now they're egressing, uh, that could be a prime opportunity uh, for, for an unscrupulous person to try to make, make a major impact in a exterior entertainment zone as people are leaving a stadium especially if they've been drinking alcohol for a couple of hours and maybe you know their response time is not as quick as it would normally be uh... when they came into the venue so these are things that we need to look at from the inside out from the outside in and i've always uh, i'm very concerned about exterior perimeters entertainment zones because i don't think they get the level of attention and resources uh... obviously that uh... you know the ingress points do but certainly um... You know, this is a fascinating, um, you know, niche market. And as I've mentioned, I've written, you know, sports and entertainment area is a multi-billion dollar juggernaut. You know, the last thing that you want to do six, seven months down the road is explain why you did not take the time out to properly train your staff, educate them, empower them to be the best leaders that they could be in the space, and give them the tools and resources uh, to be successful at doing their jobs. So, again, it's a great conversation. I'm honored to be here with you in the show, ESPN. Obviously, The Edge is a, a tremendous platform for me to get this message out. And again, I'm not trying to create fear, but certainly it's a timely discussion. And people quite a, quite honestly ask me all the time, you know, a lot of people must really want your services. And that's always, a, I guess, a nice problem to have in terms of when bad things don't happen. But unfortunately, it seems like we're having the conversations after bad things happen. We have to change that that mindset, Terry.
0: James, two things. I definitely want to get you back if you're available next week. And the topic I want to go into is going to be drones and the applications that they have, you know, from the highest level to the lowest level. And that's something I think people would really, really enjoy. It's intriguing uh, and and certainly a a lot bigger part of the security um, landscape than most people, including myself, think. But, uh, again, tell us how people can find out more information about you or or, or reach out if they have questions. Uh, Share that for us, if you would.
5: Absolutely, Terry. Again, a great honor to be here on The Edge. It's James A. DeMeo. Uh, my website, which is newly launched, is SMEEventsSecurity.com. Uh, if you basically uh, Google sports security, you'll probably see something that I've written or, or a collaboration or, or a research project that I worked on, and I'm very proud to say that. I am not the only one in this space, as many of us. The NCS4 is a group that, that I've closely aligned myself with, which is the National Center for Spectator Sports Safety and Security. Uh, the good Dr. Liu, I actually called him this morning, left him the message. I plan on being at their conference this summer uh in in Orlando I'll be speaking uh, at Miami at Luxury Suite so I plan on getting out there I plan on getting this message out uh with good folks like yourself and ESPN to again reach the larger audience to do everything we can to just have safe enjoyable events and to make sure that folks that, that have that duty of care are doing the best job that they can for the fans on a daily basis
0: James always a pleasure to talk to you my friend uh you I, I love the fact that you can bring the security professionalism in without the alarmism we see in so many different uh, aspects of life. Always good to talk about that. Thank you for joining us.
5: Yes, Terry, thank you. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Take care now. Uh,
0: James DeMaio, sport and security expert, uh, ESPN 97.7. We are late for a break. Jamie Foxx, Terry Walder. We'll be back. Momento. The segment sponsored appropriately enough by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous local attorney, criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby is the guy for you. 318-342-1411. Edge rolls on after this.
3: Sometimes the grass grows so fast it feels like you live in a jungle. Here's Richie McKinney.
0: Tame the jungle in half the time with a Hustler zero-turn mower from McKinney's and Rustin. With heavy-duty welded steel decks, powerful Kohler and Kawasaki engines, Hustler stands the test of time. Prices start at just $27.99 or only $67 a month, it's 0% interest for qualified buyers. Come
3: see us today at McKinney's, your outdoor superstore, because it's a jungle out there.
4: Hey, small business owners, are you managing your backups or are they managing you? Kevin with Hitech again. What if a tornado or a flood or a fire destroyed your office and all of your files? Or Cryptolocker came calling and denied you access to your data? Could your business recover? At Hitech, we have a solution that will back up, protect, and recover your data, and it's more cost-effective than you think. Call us today at 582-1800 to learn more. That's Hitech, 582-1800. Go track signs
3: to Hot Rod Barbecue. Hot Rod's
4: Treat your crew to a
0: family pack of slow-cooked pit-style ribs. Risk chicken, ham, turkey, sausage, and pork loin. Take the
3: lead with our high-octane baked beans, car slaw, and big block potato salad. Take the checkered flag with our peach con. Crowds go wild over our fast-track lunch special. Dine in or make a pit stop at our
0: drive-thru. Hot Rod Barbecue, open Monday through Saturday, 11 till 9. And we cater to... Eat in the winter
3: circle. Hot Rod Barbecue, 1911 Farmable
4: this is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge. We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride. Like a 17 Dodge Challenger SXT for only 23 dollars a 16 Dodge Dart is only 16 dollars take 20% off 17 journeys, a 17 Dodge Durango is only 27 dollars and get a 17 Dodge Charger for only 23 dollars It's going on now during the spring clearance event at Brennan Dodge, I-20 Service Road, Ruston.
3: When people get sick, they need a doctor. When cars get sick, they need Autoplex Automotive. So if your check engine light comes on, If you have an electrical problem, need brake work, or just an inspection sticker, they do it all. They're a full-service shop that can perform any BG service and stand behind their work with a parts and labor warranty. They even offer towing service. Autoplex Automotive, 1515 Cypress Street, West Monroe. When your car's sick, call 855-4483. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Welcome back, folks. ESPN
0: 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, The Edge on a Friday morning. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Great stuff with with Mr. Uh, James DeMeo. I love talking to that guy because, again, he is creating an environment where you're aware. He's helping sports and entertainment venue operators make it as safe as possible for the patrons in the stands. Duty of care is certainly a big thing. If you missed that uh, segment, we put it up on SoundCloud or where we put it on the podcast. You need to go back and check that out. Jamie, I'm anxious to get him back next week in terms of, drone security yeah and even as it applies to high school and junior high events because there's a lot more drones out there than what people realize and how that they are impacting the safety and security of said events i, I kind of want to get back to the draft a little bit and you uh, you're welcome to text in 888 993 by the way this segment sponsored by our friends at pie works gourmet pizza by design go see them on tower drive next to
1: nukes uh Got a nice, suggestion for everybody tonight. Before you watch the, day two of the draft, go by Pie Works, get you the, a large pizza. Uh, don't forget the Parmesan peppercorn. Get you a just salad. Just get Parmesan peppercorn. Yeah, get the. I think they got uh, breadsticks. And a just, diet coke. Just absolutely load up, and uh, they'll be happy to accommodate you. And I don't think you'll regret it. But uh, anyway, a great great local business right next to Nukes, easy to find, right there in the corner off Tower Drive.
0: Yeah, good stuff. But I, I want to kind of get – there's two things I want to get into. I, I want to get uh, – the second part of this, we might do this the last segment because it's going to be a short one. Uh, I want to get into the Falcons draft pick, uh, dropping the F-bomb last night Okay, uh, on television. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I want to get into um,
1: – We won't drop that, but we'll yes, talk Conley about somebody dropping uh, In it. the Oakland yes.
0: Raiders. Mm-hmm. Now, Conley fell a bit in the draft. He sort of reminds you of a Collins kid from LSU last year that had uh, the legal things hanging over his head, which caused him to go undrafted. Collins, and, and the Cowboys come in and pick him up. And what a great pickup it was, Jerry Jones. Uh, a lot of people said he gambled on that. I don't think Jerry Jones did gamble on that. I think they had done their investigation. And, again, I think they believed in that kid and the fact that he was not going to be part of the that investigation. They took him. It worked out great for the Cowboys. They basically got a top 10 to 15 pick for free. Which is is genius, uh, but last night the Ohio State cornerback Gary Conley, he fell about he fell in the draft, stayed in the first round. There is a uh, rape alleg- investigation that is still open. And Now he's expressed the allegations against him are false. The team scrambled late. This this broke late, as you saw. The kid was at Tunsel at Mississippi at Ole Miss last year, yep. right after he was drafted. So these things have a way of of erupting at the very end. Um, Character Jamie. Now he is uh what is that, kid? He's a defensive back, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's one of the three uh underclassmen that came out for Ohio State. In fact, he was linked with the Saints too at one point in time. He's about six foot one ninety-five. He came out early. Uh, I do believe uh, he did fall as you indicated.
0: Would that bother so, you if you're if you're drafting sure it would on every position or that position? We're, we're gonna open this up because I do want to get into this. Are some positions and I'm not talking about this kid per se, but are some positions less character-driven than others? In other words, you don't see any quarterback in the NFL that is a that's just you don't see Pac-Man Jones a quarterback. You know, Johnny Manziel was the closest we had, and yeah, that didn't work out real well either. And so, quarterback is a different position because you've got to have some. That's who you're giving the free the keys to your Ferrari to. But for defensive backs, for wide receivers, for running backs, for some other positions, how important is that character issue and their off-the-field activities?
1: Well, apparently you brought up our good friend Pac-Man Jones, and he's still employed with the Bengals. So obviously the Raiders, uh, known for taking some questionable characters in the past. But I think in this case, uh, I think Conley is chomping at the bit. I think uh, this morning, in fact, he's giving DNA and can't wait to speak to officers. Uh, This is a situation where he may have been framed. Uh, I think he even has a number of female uh, friends or cohorts or people that were even friends of the young lady that was involved in it that are willing to testify on his behalf. This is – I may be wrong, but I think he is absolutely – you know, can't wait. I mean, if you're he said he's going to give right now, he's probably talking to uh, officers uh, trying to get his name cleared. This cost him dearly. Uh, and then we brought up yesterday, if you're a woman involved with this man, I mean, maybe I don't know if they're romantically linked or whether this was kind of a, the ultimate uh, one night stand, so to speak. But I, I don't know if what the relationship is between he and this other woman. But if she was looking to get money out of it, she done messed up because this is a situation, and I thought you're starting to see a lot of this, Terry, not just in sports, but in other things, people screaming, you know, sexism and racism, and I'm not saying, uh, or, or, you know, rape, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. And are you I don't guilty until proven innocent here? You are, that's what, that's what it appears, you're guilty until proven innocent, and Conley is furious about this, and he probably should be. Now, watch him, you know, I don't know, there may be a preponderance, but he... You don't want to give DNA samples and talk to the police if you have any culpability at all. And in this case, he's going just just give me the chance. And he's got other people, other female con- uh, people that are that know both parties, I believe, and are willing to go. Uh, uh-uh, uh, this didn't happen. This was consensual. Uh, if if it did happen, so I don't know. I mean, it's just that's that's got to be one of the toughest things in the world to go through. Is you're sitting there, knowing you're innocent someone is accused that's got that that has always been the hardest thing for me to accept is being accused of something that i didn't do and uh we'll see if garen Conley, you know but obviously the raiders uh, obviously first round talent and the raiders saw it and they're willing to take the chance yeah good stuff interesting thing we come back
0: uh falcons pick drops the uh the f-bomb on national television in a very passionate tribute to his late grandmother uh tells the nfl hey find me later I'm wondering your thoughts on this one. I certainly get the emotion, but uh, again, you question maybe some judgment here. It does it matter, does it not, or do you just excuse it and say we move right along? You listen to ESPN 977, Terry Walder, Jamie Fox. This segment sponsored by our friends at Spa Navelle. Jamie, seriously. Spa Navelle, we talked about the wife daycare. You can go while your wife, your girlfriend, your mom, your aunt your daughter, whoever, get them a Spa Day package. Lammy Lane and Monroe, pamper the special people in your life, 318-807-1060, Spa Deville. You can't beat it,
5: man.
1: Uh, and you stayed out of the doghouse for the next 90 days. So how hard is that? Bye. A few shillings, get a gift certificate, you're done. And, you know, if you want to watch the ball game in peace
0: and quiet, get her an all-day package. Tell them you heard about it on ESPN 97.7. Terry Wall, Jamie fax Fox back to offend you momentarily back in a (laughs) minute.
1: quitting business this is a public announcement Backus true value in rustin is closing the doors forever
3: jody backus is retiring so a wall to wall store closing sale is going on now and everything must go save up to 50 percent on everything while it lasts all power tools hand tools paint stain hardware automotive plumbing and electric all guns and ammo all rental tools and equipment all lawn and garden all hunting and fishing items it's all on sale during the huge store-wide sale new store hours daily 8 a.m to 7 p.m close sunday Backus true value hardware and rental 103 north service road rustin
4: Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well-known in the area, and her team of Marshall Doss, Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. James Christopher and Elizabeth Allums are siblings from Monroe searching for a matching donor for a cure for a rare blood disorder, Fanconi anemia. Register with Key MS as a potential bone marrow donor so that more patients like the Allums will have a second chance at life. Anyone in good health and between the ages of 18 to 55 can register on May 1st from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m at University Plaza at Louisiana Tech or register online at daykeyms.org. There's no charge to register. If you could talk to your animal when they say, (coughs) they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital, listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small... (coughs) or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345-4545. When I got hurt in an accident, I didn't know how I would take care of my medical bills. I took out loans, borrowed from friends and family, but the bills kept piling up. That's when a friend told me to call attorney Bobby Manning. Bobby fought hard for me. He helped make things right. I'm so glad my friend told me to get Bobby I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay, call me today.
0: Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1 800 345
2: 6644. I'm bad, and I'm better than ever, ever. I don't know. For making things better. It's Because your opinion. Step
3: on, the Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888 993 7762 to join in on all the fun. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 977.
0: Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx closed it down here on a Friday. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Had a great interview with James DeMayo. We've bannered about a little bit on the NFL draft. I'm sure Sean and uh, his group will get into that this afternoon with the sports company at 3. Make sure you stay tuned for that one. Uh, day two of the draft coming up. i got to be honest with you, I don't watch a lot of it. I watched a little bit last night. Uh, the big thing that hit me, and again, to Karis McKinley, the UCLA kid that gets drafted number six overall by the Atlanta Falcons. Comes up on stage, and again, the draft has become sort of uh, a combination NBA All-Star game meets uh, music mogul, meets fashionista stuff. And so everything from, uh, who had the spiky shoes last night? Somebody had uh, spiky shoes. Was it uh, was it Miles Garrett, maybe, that had that?
1: Well, no, Garrett actually wasn't in Philadelphia. He, he was in Arlington. Uh, he stayed at home. It's one of the first times I can ever remember the number one pick uh, not coming to the venue. But... Um, I can't remember, you You know, that, I wouldn't put that past Leonard Fournette. Yep. Uh, but, so, somebody had that. Anyway, uh, Mr. McKinley grew up in Richmond, California,
0: and this is not the most safe environment, let's just say, in the country. Raised by his grandmother, she died in 2011. Uh, on her deathbed, she told him, hey, pers- he, he never knew his father, was abandoned by his mother when he was five. So it is a very uh, tough upbringing, uh, I believe, by any Stretch the uh, imagination, but on her deathbed, she said, hey, I want you to pursue your dream, play Division I football. Uh, His dream was to go to the NFL. And so to provide, to to honor her memory, he brings a uh, large picture of her last night, symbolizing her presence with him. He carried it with him on the green room, carried it on the stage, straight through to the handshake and uh, acceptance from Roger Goodell from the jersey. Acceptance of the jersey. So, if it had only stopped there, he was shouting the whole time. It wasn't like a lot of stuff that you see, which is the chest beating and hey, look at me. This was raw motion. Jamie, we talk all the time. We want people to be real. We want you to be real. Well, here's the fallacy with that that some people have my real, you might not like. Exactly. You know, my re- be real. We want you to, you know, everybody gets accused of, of well, you're, div- you're giving coach speak. Well, if I'm real with you, you're probably, that's going to offend some people. So this this kid, uh, you know, NFL Network's going on. Deion Sanders interviewing him. And uh, in the middle of this emotional outburst, you can tell the kid is, is just completely emotionally spent. He's fulfilled something that he promised his grandmother, who was the closest person in the world to him uh he lets the f-bomb slip during this when describing how uh how happy he was he goes hey you can find me later a lot of people are saying hey is he a loose cannon Uh, you know what's going on here Deion sanders uh you know i I think tried to mitigate it a little bit but it was real that was exactly what that kid was thinking we want you to be real until we don't so your thoughts on that
1: well number one the uh the Falcons traded up for him at uh, 26. Again, this is a player that uh, probably had uh, Reuben Foster or McKinley both been available. I think you probably would have seen the Saints pick either one of those two uh, over Ramsick, who they got at 32. I mean, uh, here's the deal with McKinley. Um, with no question, you have to admire what he's done. Uh, and he, I mean, Richmond, I understand, is a suburb of Oakland. So, he, I mean, it is literally a war zone if you want to believe the what, I've never been to Richmond, uh, but apparently it's pretty rough, and he did overcome it. Uh, tremendous talent as far as speed. Uh, he's made himself into a D1 player. He made himself into uh, an NFL player. I think he finished, uh, had 61 tackles this year, uh, 18 for loss, and uh, 10 sacks. Uh, talk about a motor. This is the thing you hear about Miles Garrett doesn't necessarily have. This kid does problem with that is emotion can only be sustained for a certain amount of time, and even if, if you play strictly off of that. But I don't think McKinley's got a lot of ability. He's a little undersized, uh, 6'2", 250, I guess, uh, maybe a tad bit small for NFL standards. But they're looking at him as the bookend to Vic Beasley, uh, perhaps uh, bringing him in in certain packages. And uh, the problem is it's scary. It's obviously there's a, not that I don't uh, admire the – the uh, emotion, but there's a, obviously some maturity issues that have got to be addressed. And uh, because, and he knew when he said that, that he was going to, I mean, cause he said, you know, so I apologize, but I mean, he, that was, it was, it wasn't like it was uncalculated. I think it was. Um, but I don't think, I mean, this, you, you've got some, you've got to, you got to do a lot of handholding with this kid. He's going to, he hasn't been, and I'm not, I'm not knocking this. The facts are what they are that he couldn't help his upbringing. He couldn't do it, but he's going to need a lot of, a polish, and you're going to have to spend a lot of time with him saying, Look, hey, you just can't go out and say, Sorry, you know, that's that's not all right. But anyway, I, I do I wish to, if anybody in this draft deserves, you know, uh, a chance at uh, earning a lot of money, uh, my deal is him, you've got to, I mean, he's grown up with nothing. You have got to sit on him and make sure that whatever bonuses he gets, whatever you, I mean, because it's just an, a very emotional kid. And he's made the jump. He's successful uh, at, at being drafted at twenty-six. As I indicated, the Falcons thought enough of him to move up. So we'll see. But uh, there's a lot of storylines in this draft. This is one of the most interesting ones. Yeah, you know, I thought he stole the the show last night.
0: I really did. On the in terms of the good story, certainly there was a better way he probably could express that. But again, this kid's coming off raw motion. I think the I think you saw that raw motion, and I think with a lot of us, Jamie. Sometimes that's our strength, and sometimes that's our weakness. It's it's the double edged sword. So, can the Falcons mentor this young man and take him when they did? Absolutely. I think they uh, they probably can. Uh, you know, I, I know the Cowboys were looking at him pretty hard, uh, and I think he was uh, he was draft he was dropping just a little bit. Um, the shoulder surgery uh, was he supposed to be out four to six months? You don't know when he's going to be able to play in the 2017
1: season. Well, I'm at a point in this draft, uh, I don't care, but everybody, every, just about everyone on this board uh, has some kind of injury issues or have had it's an football. injury. Yeah, it's a, it's a contact sport. I, one of the things that I'd like to figure out, and I haven't been able to figure I mean, of the 32 picks in this round, how many were underclassmen? Because that's a big thing in the NBA now, and I'm just trying to see. There were a lot of guys here that were third-year sophomores that got picked, a couple of guys, I think, in this draft. So,
0: and how old are those guys?
1: 22? Uh, maybe. Uh, the old man in this draft is Garrett Bowles, who went to the uh, – and he has an interesting story from the Denver Broncos. He was kicked out of five schools, kicked out of his own house, was raised by, I think, his grandparents, much like McKinley. Uh, in his case, grandparent. But I think Garrett Bowles, uh, he was a – he, he described himself as a lost kid. His own – I mean, he – Really had a hard time, uh, you know, getting his act together as a teenager and so forth. And uh, he's got a young child, but he's, he's 25. He brought his young son up there. I thought that was a kind of a touchy moment. You know what he's playing for. And uh, this is, to me, the Broncos, uh, you know, hit a home run with this kid. I think he's, uh, he's, he's got a little bit of a nasty streak at him, and uh, obviously. So apparently he was a, a little angry growing up. But uh, if you're the Denver Broncos at 20, uh, you got yourself maybe a 10- uh, a or 12-year player out of Garrett Bowles, assuming that he stays healthy. But, again, that's the thing about the draft. It's all a crapshoot. It is. And, it's calculated uh, risk. It is. Uh, but, anyway, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's really, if you start to look at it, there's a storyline almost behind every one of these players. And it's only day one. So we'll see uh, as I time like, goes on.
0: I like Dan Quinn uh, from the Falcons, uh, the head coach they asked him. And you could almost predict what he was going to say. They asked Dan Quinn to assess the, the language in the moment. And you literally could almost predict this one. You know, you get the text from people, and it's like, I love that kind of passion. This is an emotional passion, kid. Uh, he's an emotional guy. You can imagine the energy he brings to the team and to a locker room. So we encourage that that enthusiasm. Which is their way of saying, "Hey, we wish you wouldn't do that, but we love his passion and
1: energy, and we can translate that to the field." But do you want to send that out to the talk to the boys and girls clubs of Atlanta, you know, or somebody like that? Again, people get upset
0: with what is real. We want you to be real until you don't like what is real.
1: Well, and again, how can you? I mean, I'm going to take the kid's side in this respect. I mean, he was he was a rudderless motor. I mean, he. Didn't and this is not his fault. I mean, he basically was homeless. He overcame that. He, you know, like I said, you do enjoy, but obviously, you know, it's not going to be a refined product. Uh, so, you know, that's that's the Falcons. That's a, a pun. You know, like I said, you got to spend a lot of time with this kid. Whoever is going to be his, you know, in charge of this, because he can pay tremendous dividends for you on the football field. But you know, hopefully, it's a it's a it's going to be only a high risk in uh, high reward situation where the reward will certainly outweigh the risk Absolutely. good stuff today man thank you for coming in Jamie appreciate
0: John Tabor running the board James DeMayo, if you missed that sports security uh, segment in the second uh, segment today go back and catch that on uh, the, the what is it the podcast I think that we do thanks to our sponsors today Washto Valley Federal Credit Union Powerworks mr. Bobby Manning Spotaville. The Ouachita Valley Federal Credit Unit, our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, U.S. 165 North in Monroe. Go by and see him. The best pet care you're going to get, 318-345-4545. For the aforementioned Jamie Foxx and John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter. You guys have a great day. Aloha. We'll see you Monday.
3: Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it on. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.